Hello everyone, welcome again to another episode of Lubbock Community Theater's Five Tell Places. I am Jed, and we are doing things slightly differently this week. Our guests this week are Dr. Bob Chanda and Brianna Moody of Hub Theater Group. Dr. Chanda is the co-founder of Hub Theater Group, and Brianna Moody is starring in their current production, I Am Rachel Corey, which profiles activist Rachel Corey of the International Solidarity Movement. Bob and Brianna sat with us this week to talk about Hub Theater Group, what they're about, and about this production. They discussed the show, who Rachel Corey was, and they tell us about how COVID-19 forced the show to move online and how that decision led them to create their Profiles in Activism series, of which the Rachel Corey production is the first episode. Profiles in Activism, Rachel Corey will be streaming live Sunday, August 9th, Monday, August 10th, and Tuesday, August 11th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Tickets are free, but donations are, of course, accepted. You can go to hubtheatergroup.org to reserve your tickets. Now, due to a glitch in the recording process, we did lose the first few minutes of audio in which Dr. Bob Chanda and Rihanna Moody introduced themselves. So we will be joining the conversation in media res. So we will do that right now. Here's Dr. Bob Chandra telling us about Profiles in Activism, Rachel Corey. So the, the script is, uh, my name is Rachel Coring. It's a play and it's about uh, an activist, a young activist, a young white woman born in Olympia, Washington, born into privilege, who decides to go to Gaza and fight for Palestinian families there. And when she, while she was there in a very dangerous and hostile place that she didn't have to be in, uh, she, she was killed. And so the story really resonated with me about a young woman of privilege who would give up that privilege to go fight for people halfway around the world and eventually give her life for those people. Uh, so we wanted to do the play and then COVID hit. <laughs> we were yeah. rehearsals for the play. Uh, and then we talked to our um, publishing company and uh, they said, uh, you got to do it live. Uh, so what we decided to do was do a, uh, an educational series called Profiles in Activism and make Rachel Corey our first um, first person that we profile. So it won't be the full play. Uh, it'll be pieces from news stories uh, and then a piece of the play that, that uh, Brianna, our amazing, amazing, talented actress Brianna will perform. And uh, we're going to be uh, providing a link um, August 9th at 6.30. And we're going to be streaming it uh, for free uh, as an educational program. Uh, we, of course, oh. <laughs> encourage donations, but, uh, but for this program, we want it to be free. Uh, and we want this story to, to get out. So uh, part of the fun of this uh, project is it's also what we were discussing before we came on, which is uh, how do we make theater in, in these times and make it safely. Mm -hmm. We've been doing all of our rehearsals <laughs> over Zoom, which is very strange <laughs> for both Brianna and myself. This is not the way we actually do our work, but we're finding ways to, uh, to do what we normally do. Uh, and uh, I think it's a, it's a model for the rest of the work that we're doing. Uh, and we can talk about that later, but uh, yeah. that's basically the, the project we have um, right now, our most uh, recent and upcoming project. I have to say that's an excellent 
yeah. that's an excellent way to blend that together. Even though you can do the whole mm -hmm. thing, there's still a piece of it there and other profiles I'm sure that are going to be outstanding, but that's a great solution. And I love the way that y'all are turning it into an educational program. When I watched y'all's uh, teaser video for it and y'all were talking about that, yeah, this would be the profiles. Um, I thought, wow, what a great way to do that because now not only can that go out to our community at large, um, but you know, schools and uh, community groups. And I think, I think it's a brilliant way to, an additional way to make arts relevant, educational, all of the things that it should be. And you're making it inclusive when you're talking about, uh, you know, racial uh, construct, all those things that go into that inclusion, diversity, equality. I, I mean, I, I really think it was brilliant. And I knew that I wanted to have y'all come and talk about it because um, I think that one thing that I'm taking away from COVID-19 uh, quarantine type times is I have so much more time to think about things and the way that I am doing things. And I have the time to read. I have gone to so many of my friends and my peers plays and, and, and zoom uh, projects and things like that, because one, I've had the time and two, I've had the inclination to, bring us together more. Um, Bob, you were talking about how in, Hub in the beginning you were wanting to have these councils that the theater, the local theater councils that would come together so we can share the pie and make it grow bigger. And I, I was like, exactly. That's how I want us to do that. So anytime Hub has something going on, I'd love for us to uh, know about it so we can share and, and, and share our resources and, and collaborate and do more things together. Because I think what y'all are doing is really brilliant. I really appreciate that. I think the other thing about this particular time is it's helped me to focus uh, more on things that I might not have focused on. So our next projects are, we have uh, something that I, I came up with, the James Baldwin Project. And we have some great um, um, actors. Uh, some of them have been in Hamilton. We just had our, our first uh, cast meeting. <laughs> we, let's introduce ourselves. And, uh, you know, the, the resumes were amazing. I never would have the chance to work with these people. But uh, this is a great sort of Black Lives matter uh, matters uh, project uh, to get their voice out and to be sort of the, the medium for them. And we also have uh, a, a, an African-American author, Ingrid Griffith, who has written a one woman play about uh, Shirley Chisholm. And uh, we will also be uh, streaming that. So the it isn't just the way we do our work, but it has also freed me to do the kind of work I want to do and to become more political and more focused on what's going on uh, today. And I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see this as maybe a necessary adjustment for all of us. You know, we get used to doing theater the usual way. We're going to do our musical here. We're going to do this here. We're going to do that here. But the world is changing and to be relevant anymore as, as theater people, we have to tap into the currents of what's going on and, and be relevant to the people um, out there and their se sensibilities. And so we're jumping on that. And I think a lot of groups are. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think of this in a difficult time as actually a blessing in disguise um, because we're really excited about the projects coming up, really excited what other people are doing as well. Uh, that I've been, you know, keeping track of. Uh, just some really amazing things. So, yeah, 
I, absolutely, Heather. I think we should, and I've always felt this, and I don't know why it hasn't really happened. Uh, we should all be working together because we all love this thing called theater. We are all a part of this thing and it moves us. And I still think it is the greatest art form uh, that there is. I'm biased, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the group you're talking to, we all agree, so. We're not, yeah, you're not gonna find a lot of argument. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I haven't felt any personal disappointment with doing things differently. Um, but I know that in the beginning, there was probably this feeling of uh, despair a little bit. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We're not going to be able to do X, Y, Z anymore. Do you think that's changing the I, longer this draws on? I can testify to that direct. Summer for me is always my biggest time where I'm, I usually have two to three projects booked back to back. Um, mm -hmm. And this was the first time where I had nothing, which... <laughs> For an entire summer just feels like an eternity um which is really weird and yes it was disheartening at first to think all the fun stuff that you look forward to for an entire year is gone um but on the same page it it opened up other opportunities that wouldn't have happened um i think we're listening more instead of just doing fluff shows for the sake of putting another production on stage. Mm -hmm. um, we had actually started working on Rachel Corey uh, when we were doing the full show, the first week of December in 2019. I have a book that has my notes starting in it from December 5th, 2019. Um, and when I came back in March, we were supposed to get ready to open six weeks later and it was all gone. Um, but instead of making kind of an uproar of this is what we're missing out on. How can we not do this? How can this uh, publishing company not work with us on making some sort of arrangements so we can do the full show online? Um, instead of kind of being up in arms, I felt like everyone got quiet and we started listening to what we could do and what others were doing and how to help them do other things successfully. Um, so as, as hard as it was not to have the fun stuff you usually look forward to, uh, I'm still a little bitter. I haven't gotten to swim once this summer. <laughs> I, I don't think we would have had the opportunity to see things across the country like we were talking about and have people from around the globe be able to see the content we're creating. And there wouldn't have been a, as much original content. Um, with LCT Live-ish coming up, you have things that... <laughs> were these ideas just a few weeks ago that are now being put up for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we started listening to each other. We kind of took a back burner from the big fancy Broadway lights and we, we started thinking of what we could do and listening to those who had ideas. Yeah. You know, it really changed my perception of the stuff that I've been proud of because I mean, I've, we've done, we've all done some pretty major big things that were, awesome and needed at the time and all of that stuff. But I am incredibly proud of what we're all doing right now. This is what to me matters in the moment. And I read somewhere something along the lines of, they all say that necessity is the mother of invention, but really it's restrictions and challenges. Restrictions is the mother of invention. When you have to figure out not what you can't do, like you said, Brianna, but what you can do, 
that's where real innovation comes and that's where real change comes from. Absolutely. I'm proud of what's been happening, but not surprised because the theater has always been a place that is full of hyper creatives, whether it's people doing sets or costumes or the actors themselves or directors or whoever. It, the theater has always been a creative outlet and it wouldn't, I don't think it would not, not go on. Um, yeah, we will, we will persevere at some point. The, the, the growing pains are that, that many theaters <laughs> built, uh, built their business on a model that is now suffering. So there are a lot of theaters around the country that are trying to open up, that are trying to do it in a way that's not safe because the structure they built, the financial structure they built demands it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if anything, we need to rethink the old ways of doing business. You know, the big directors, the, you know, uh, everybody gets, you know, the administration gets paid a lot and then we have to do big shows and, you know, we have to spend $30,000 on each show and uh, there have to be 85 people on stage. You know, I think, um, well, once in a while, that's cool. Uh, we need to be thinking more about how, how do we pivot uh, in times like this? How do we develop, you know, maybe smaller, more um, meaningful works? And how do we sort of take out all of the, the things that are expensive and that are part of the old model and find new ways of telling stories? I'm, you know, I got to tell you, we started this rehearsal process in December, and, and Brianna can talk to this uh, in a second, but I'm gonna brag on her a little. Um, because it was a one woman show, I always like to do like a whole period of um, sort of movement exercises and acting exercises, and sort of getting her to the place where we could even begin rehearsal. And, uh, you know, it was, I had a whole plan for this. <laughs> so when COVID hit, it was sort of like, okay, what are we going to do, you know? And then part of it too was also accepting. And, you know, so we're, we're filming it in her house and uh, we're doing some things, but it's basically what I had to do was readjust the way I think and say, look, let's take advantage of what we have. You know, if the, if the video looks like, you know, not like film, that's actually perfect there's more immediacy to this kind of exchange that we're having right now. Um, I know that people are listening can't see, but we're looking at each other and there's an immediacy to the kind of video presence we have now. And so we've been kind of exploring that, but we needed an actress like Brianna who was willing to go, okay, I'm disappointed, <laughs> but I'm going to throw myself a hundred percent into this new process. And I'm, I'm extremely, detail-oriented as a director. So breaking down the script and going through it, um, she's been incredibly patient and amazingly uh, present, uh, even though we're doing it this way. So I think that as much as she has given to the project, I'm beginning to learn how to do things differently. So even me who thought, you know, hey, I'm doing it differently than everybody else. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not racking up the bills and, and we can pivot. But even I have to learn that, you know, there are other avenues and other ways for me to do it as well. Uh, it's an education for all of us. Uh, and, and I couldn't have done it without Brianna being present, uh, talented, of course, and, and amazingly giving. And I think 
that's what we all need to, we need to come together because I think theater people are extraordinarily giving. If we can all just come together and begin to, uh, you know, creatively figure out how we get through this time, we may discover some amazing new ways of telling stories that we should have come up with before. Uh, and that's, that's a thing, yeah, that I've, I've thought about, and I think we've talked about a few times over the course of all this, we've talked about being forced to be creative and look at new ways to survive all of this. And like you said, these are things, some of these things are things we probably should have thought of before. And we've made that point amongst ourselves too, that a lot of these things are things we should have been doing a long time ago. And a lot of these things are things that should continue once mm -hmm. the world reopens. Like mm -hmm. once things go back to quote normal, everything shouldn't go back to normal. Like the theater should not go back to just the thing that it was. It should stay in the thing it is growing to be. There, there's a lot of hope, at least, that this growth that it's forcing upon us now will be a permanent thing and that it'll cause a, a change in our mindset. Because even without a global pandemic, business models are still going to change and you still have to be ready for that. And you still have, there's always gonna be some new reason to adapt. And, well, and you even, have to be ready to do that. Not even on the business side, but on the creative side of actors and what you're used to doing. And I mean, Bob can testify to the beginning of rehearsals. I've been a musical theater actress for 18 going on 19 years. I have done the same type of shows for literally almost two decades of my life. Um, so as an actor, you have to find a new alley to still do what you love. And sure, like Jeff said, I hope things go back to quote unquote normal at some point and I can do another musical like, I'm not Oklahoma specifically because I have no desire to do Oklahoma, but <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma range of musicals. Um, but as an actor, I have to accept that that could, that could not happen for another five years, another decade. And I may have a whole, wow, yeah my life that I do what I've trained to do for the last 18 years. So being able to do a show um, online and go from doing movement exercises where we spend 20 minutes of rehearsal, literally just trying to get me to walk around the floor without my usual tendencies. And <laughs> Brianna, you look like cartoon character, put your hands down. Brianna, you don't need to sing everything that you're saying when you walk across, you can just talk like a regular person. Um, you have to kind of relearn everything. And then to go from stage where we're used to having the audience and we're used to having a, a fiscal reaction to what's happening, you don't get that anymore. And so you as an actor have to adapt to your surroundings now, the lack of surroundings, um, and really what we're capable of doing it's hard to look at a camera and you can't hide on a camera. Yeah. I can't sit here and put on my musical theater face and pretend to be a Disney princess and portray a character like Rachel, who is such a brave human. Um, and yes, she was quirky and yes, she was fun, but she didn't break out into song every two minutes and change the rhythm of the story. So how do you sit eight inches to 10 inches away from a camera and not distort reality. And I think it's a whole new side of acting that performers have to be able to adapt to as well.
And oh my gosh, I feel you on that, Brianna, because I feel like I'm a walking caricature. When I'm on stage, I feel like I'm a cartoon character. I have to rein it in all the time. Like any director that works with me knows that you just, <laughs> I'm, I, you gotta just rein it in a little bit, Heather. That, no, that's a cartoon. Don't do that. So I, I already feel that on the stage, let alone trying to figure out how to, I am not a film actress. And I think that there's, there's such a difference in, like you said, how you perform on camera than it is on stage. And I mean, making that pivot as a theater actress, as a theater uh, director has been incredibly difficult. I'm glad that we have had people like Daniel and Jed on our specific team who are filmmakers who do those types of things regularly to kind of help guide mm -hmm, us me too. into the direction that we've needed to go because um yeah it's an entirely different world it's an it they overlap I'm not saying they don't overlap but it is it has been it has been a struggle to figure that out. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's yeah. not been as big a transition for me because yeah. film is film is my background so like Acting to a camera is not a. It's not I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, You're good. Like, Emmy Award. It's winning. so weird to look at a camera and talk. And Daniel and I are both like, that's oh, not that weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, we all have, you have acting for the camera and stuff that you have in. They're very different skills. And, acting yeah. for camera and acting. I took my KD Studios <laughs> classes. <laughs> they are different things. Let, let me. I did actually. I am a KD oh. Studios alumni. <laughs> This is this is an important this is an important issue. Um, my uh, my feeling has always been that acting and and this is the way I direct and um, you know I try to break things down because I think it's about experiencing uh, in a real way uh, what is happening in in the script and and so much of acting so much of certain types of acting isn't that and and can't be that. Um, you know, you're doing musical theater, there's a more presentational style and there are expectations from the audience. And so that's, those are the muscles you develop, but the muscles for the kind of stuff that we do is a, is a different thing. And so, you know, I'm an actor in the same way that Brianna is that, that I really sometimes feed off the audience. But what I've been encouraging um, what I've been encouraging Brianna to do is something I think I really believe that all actors should do, whether they're on stage or not. And that is get your satisfaction from experiencing it yourself. So we've had rehearsals where, um, you know, Brianna's, Brianna's very different actress now than when we started. She <laughs> in the experience. And when she does, it's stunning. Um, and, and, and maybe that's also a good lesson for all of us, including me, I'm taking it from Brianna, actually, that, that that's what I always believed um, that a good theater actor should be able to do. And maybe that's where we get our, um, that's where we get our satisfaction from, is actually experiencing uh, the, the character, the emotions, and presenting them in a way that is truthful, right? Uh, and that moves other people. And it's a difficult, it's, it's a difficult journey, Brianna can tell you. Uh, but, but I think she's actually, um, I'm excited for you guys to see her because she's actually uh, embodying the character. And um, I think learning to, I'll let her answer this, but learning to navigate uh, 
um, this medium by finding the, the, the character within herself, uh, which I think we yeah. all be doing anyway. Um, that's, that's my teaching style. That's my directing style. Um, and that, that's why, I mean, while I love going to watch musicals for, uh, for fun, um, when I go to New York and I, we're watching theater all the time, I go to these small theaters. I go to see things that anger me, that move me, that make me cry, that make me get out of my chair and want to throw the chair. Um, that's the kind of theater that moves me. And to be an actor in that kind of theater, you, you really need to, to commit to the emotional sort of the emotional landscape of your of your character and I think Brianna's really really done that so as difficult as it is we've talked about this um, I think that may be where instead of thinking about it being film or theater think about it as as, as embodying the character and getting your satisfaction from experiencing what the character is experiencing I, I like that. that I love that yeah yeah, like it's a that. very different experience. And that's that's kind of the thing that, that I've really enjoyed about Hub is the other show that I did with Hub was Small Mouth Sounds. Oh, it's a year ago, two, two years ago now. Oh my God, that was two yeah. years ago. Um, but uh, the other show that I did with Hub was a show that I had four lines in for a two-hour performance. And again, I couldn't rely on this fun, charismatic, singing kind of personality. And yes, it had to come in facial expressions. And yes, it had to be a, you had to be able to read what my character was doing just from gestures and the way your face is moving. But it, it has to be real. And it has to be, the kind of work that Hub Theater Group does is very internal. And it's something that you have to humanize. It can't be a, uh, pre presentational Broadway, um, new musical or classic musical. It's not the golden age. It's very human. And going back to having that council and really coming together, the beautiful thing about Lubbock is we have so many different performance companies that all offer something different. Um, Hub has really given me the experience of humanizing my characters and getting to know Rachel Corey and when I was in Small Mouth Sounds uh, that character was something totally different than what Rachel Corey is to me now um, but then on the other side there's places like Moonlight where I got to be a mid-40s early 50s dynamo with Mamma Mia and then I've gone to LCT and I've been in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and then to kind of combine it all together I did Last Days of Judas Iscariot where I met Bob with LCT where it was a humanizing play but it's this crazy story about Jesus and Judas and this crazy lawyer who's going after Satan and screaming at him and we have literally every facet of performing here in Lubbock and getting to kind of very true getting to be part of all of it I think is one of the best things that I've done for my career I've I've gotten to perform for 18 years some of that was professionally around the world but I've never had the diversity even when I was getting paid to act as a job I've never had the diversity that I have gained here in Lubbock well, thank you. 
I will say I have come to Brianna multiple times. I think Bob was talking about uh, the versatility earlier because yeah, no, I've come to Brianna for Disney princesses, for online projects, for, oh my gosh, I need someone who dances. Oh my gosh, I need someone like, and she always <laughs> up positive, uh, encouraging with a smile on her face but still we'll let you know. I mean, she's not afraid to speak her mind and let you know when things should change. Like, I think, I think it's one of the reasons I respect you so much and I'm so glad that we are friends and that we can still continue to collaborate and do things. I'm also, that's the actor in me. I, I really don't know how to do any of that stuff, Heather. I'm just a really good actress who fakes every single point. Never been able to do it. Um, and I'm also really proud of Hub. I, I see what you guys are doing. I, I love the projects that y'all tackle and the the way that y'all go about doing things. I'm so I'm so grateful that we have these different pods so that, and that we can uh, try to intermingle it like we have in the past and even more so in the future. Um, thank you so much for sharing with us today um, about y'all's uh, stories. Um, your passion and what you're doing because I, I personally think it's incredible and I cannot wait to see what y'all are coming out, out with in the future. Thank, Thank you. you so much for, for having us. And I just want to say kudos to all of you because this was my vision to begin with that we all work together. And uh, this is really, um, and Heather has been, uh, you know, Heather has been amazing with that kind of collaborative spirit. And uh, we need a lot, more of that. Um, and I'm, I was always hungry for it, never got it. So mm -hmm. I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always grateful when, when those opportunities arise, um, because we're in the same game together. We're all, we're, we're all on the same team. We're on the same team because they're coming after us. They're always trying to cut funding. They're always trying to belittle what it is we do, you know, and, um, a lot of my work has been doing acting techniques with non-lawyers, so med students, um, uh, with non-actors, sorry, lawyers, <laughs> doctors. Med students do act, that is true. <laughs> bedside manner, bedside like, manner. Yes, so it, it, whenever I do it, people are like, uh, I remember when I did my dissertation with capital defense attorneys, and at the end of it, several of them came up to me with the same thing. They said, uh, wow, what you do is relevant. I never thought that <laughs> for this process. And I was like, well, good, because it is, you know, I came from a different world. I came from, you know, uh, I was a lawyer in an MBA before I became a, you know, I did it backwards. <laughs> I worked <laughs> way down the ladder. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, but I really believe that, that what we do is not only entertaining, but it's important. Um, and it may be the most important way we tell stories, which is why it's been around uh, since the ancient Greeks. Dawn of man, since we, yeah, yeah in some form or another, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate the, and my wife will kill me if I don't say to please be watching on Facebook for announcements uh, on how to, um, how to uh, get the link to, to stream the show, uh, which will be August 9th at uh, 6.30 is when we'll, we will be uh, releasing uh, the, the link. So be watching on Facebook and our uh, website for information about that.
We'll also and include a link when we post this and we'll also right. uh, share it. And we'll it share your stuff on our social yeah. media as well, for sure. Right. Yeah. And then your social media is, is it just hub theater? Is it hub theater group, hub theater hub group. group. And then what's your website? Uh, it is www.hubtheatergroup.org. Excellent. All right. And theater with an R E. Oh yeah. <laughs> there is no other the venue R-E. itself. Yeah. The, the English and the correct theater. With- <laughs> yes, I've I've always felt personally that, that if you're spelling theater with an E R, then you'd better be a cinema. Yes, because that's, so that's, right. that's a- absolutely. <laughs> you are among friends and peers here. We agree one hundred percent. We have to convince everybody else now. Right. <laughs> it's a mission. It's on. It's it's in the mission. All right. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for being here again. And um, I guess that's a good place for us to sign off. So until next week, on behalf of Lubbock Community Theater, on behalf of our guests and my co-hosts, thank you for listening. And this has been Five Till Places. Thank you. Thank you. Five. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Five So Places is a production of Lubbock Community Theater. Special thanks to our guests this week, Dr. Bob Chandra and Brianna Moody of Hub Theater Group. Profiles in Activism, Rachel Corey, streams live Sunday, August 9th, Monday, August 10th, and Tuesday, August 11th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Tickets are free, but donations are accepted. Go to hubtheatergroup.org to reserve tickets. Our theme music is Pizza and Video Games by bonus points. The link to those artists and their music can be found in the show notes. Look them up and show them some support. Thanks for being with us again this week. And as always, thank you for supporting live theater in the Lubbock, Texas area and beyond. Thank you.